Hello, massage friends. This is Stephanie, the founder and CEO of USO LMT. And I'm here today with a special episode of the USO LMT Massage Podcast. You may have heard recently that massage therapists in Denver, Colorado got together at their Elements Massage Studio and formed the first franchise-based massage union. I have the organizers, Crystal and Lori, here with me today, and I'm excited to talk with them to find out about how they did it. So let's dive right in. Well, let's have you guys introduce yourselves first. Um, Lori, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about you, your background as a massage therapist, and kind of how you got involved in all this. Okay, yep. So my name is Lori Alcott, and I have been a massage therapist for um, about 12 years now. I started off with a, uh, um, with a chiropractic firm working as an uh, independent contractor, but that was independent contractor in quotes. Um, after a couple of incidents, I spoke to a very helpful gentleman at Department of Labor and found out that I was not an independent contractor. I was actually a misclassified employee. Um, so that was kind of my first toe into the, the waters of employee exploitation and in the massage industry. And I did wind up reporting him to um, Department of Labor and the IRS. And you know, it, um, jump ahead, it was actually found in my favor. And actually the um, uh, results of my investigation were recently made public through IRS files. I don't have the case number to offer if anyone wanted to go digging, but I'm sure if you looked, you could find it in there somewhere. Um, and uh, of course, after I filed with Department of Labor, they terminated my employment there because I was an independent contractor in quotes. And so they could, they felt free to sever. Um, and uh, then at that point, coincidentally, a massage, a, um, uh, an elements massage opened up uh, not too far from my house near where my kids were going to school at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so convenient. I can go to work and drop my kids off and then boom, I'm right at the office. So I started with um, the elements massage studio with an elements massage studio and I was there for eight years and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, amazing team members, incredible clientele. Um, when we first started off, we had a pretty good, strong relationship with our franchise owner and our managers. And there was a lot of communication, a lot of working together, a lot of um, cooperation. And they, we sincerely felt like they were making good faith efforts to make sure that we had the tools we needed to do our job well and were taking care of us. Then um, uh, COVID hit and um, we were closed for a while. And then when we uh, reopened, um, we got purchased by a new franchise owner. And at first things seemed to be very hopeful going well there. He had a lot of, he told us he had a lot of commitment to education and um, employee development and advancement opportunities. And we were really excited because we were career therapists and we wanted careers and we were being offered careers. And so it's like, yes, so I don't have to work at a restaurant too. I can actually use massage therapy as my primary earning source. Mm -hmm. um, but then promises started getting broken and, oh, we can't do that right now. And, oh, there's not money for that right now. And well, corporate won't let me do this because they're being mean and one excuse after another. And it just got, the layers got deeper and deeper and deeper to where we felt like we were not being valued and we're not being taken care of anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so we had been kind of lightly talking about unionizing mm -hmm. and making some tentative plans, but nothing really solid. Um, but then there was an incident where one of our coworkers um, was sexually harassed by a senior level um, person. And when we brought it up with our HR, it was brushed under the rug. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad when a massage therapist becomes more knowledgeable out about payroll laws and labor laws and EEOC regulations than our own HR rep. Yeah. And at that point, we said, yeah, we need to start doing this seriously now. And that's when we really buckled down and said, if we cannot depend on our in situ, our in studio protections that are supposed to be keeping us safe, then we're going to have to keep ourselves safe. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we started to, um, we, we reached out to a union organization and started to put together our micro union. And um, then right after we made that big decision, that's when they replaced our um, manager that we had pretty good re- uh, relationship with, with someone who was much more or much less supportive, shall we say, a lot of passive aggressiveness, a lot of um, um, making things more challenging for us instead of easier for us. And it really cemented for us that, yeah, we made the right decision. We need to protect ourselves because we cannot rely on our managers to protect us anymore. Mm -hmm. I've been saying that for a couple of years now. (laughs) I think that that's, it's, it's incredibly true in our industry. And I think that things like this happen so often and therapists just leaves. And, you know, one of the things that I keep saying is like, don't just leave, like do something. So it doesn't happen to the next set of therapists that come in there. Right. And it's kind of one of the messages that I've been talking about for two years now, because like at my elements in particular, they paid us on a tip credit. People were like, this can't be legal. I even Mm -hmm. talked to one of our state representatives about it. And he's like, that can't be legal, but it actually is in our state um, where they can pay you a lower amount. And the owners that I worked for took full advantage of that. So, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. That's even worse wage stuff than we were experiencing. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, Chris, so, you want to tell about the shenanigans they were doing with our pay? Uh, first off, we were only paid table time, but expected to do a whole lot more. Um, yeah. And there for a while, Lori and I, unfortunately, unfortunately, had some old school thought processes that fell right into place with them. We had loyalty to the company and loyalty to... You know, we, this is how we take care of each other. We keep it clean. We do what we got to do. Um, you know, all these things. Um, and it may take 10 or 15 minutes or it may take a half an hour. And a lot of that was just the assumption that that's what we did, even though we weren't paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we started getting a fewer new MTs in um, that were a little younger and they were they were pushing back. Um, with good reason. Um, but it took Lori and I a minute to go, you know, they're right. Um, and we should be paid for this. Um, at that point, we sent Lori on a quest to find out what the laws really were. Um, and that started a lot for us. That started a, hey, wait a minute here. Um, when we did try and bring that to our new owners after COVID, we got shut down. We got, we can only do so much. And, you know, we're really trying to get this program up and running, even though that had been a lie over and over. Um, so it really just came to the point where the leads, cause we Lori and myself, and we had one other lead, um, in our particular studio, um, we had created a culture that, we were more of a team. Um, The new owner liked to call us a tribe, but we were a team. We worked as a team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As a team, we made a lot of decisions, but as the leads in that team, it was left to us to do all the nitty gritty and then bring it back to the team. Hey, we decided we're either going to do this or this. What do y'all think? that's what all this boiled down to was us protecting our team. Um, We created that culture of, we can talk about anything. Um, We did talk with the front desk and we did have good relations, but this was the culture that Lori, uh, myself and another um, and other leads with us really tried to do. This was, this was not just one or two people. Um, but when we got too good at our game, we got shut down. Um, <laughs> when we started asking more pointing questions or saying, hey, this is an issue. Oh, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. We know that's a problem. Nothing changed. We'd ask for something to be changed. It couldn't be changed. Okay. Um, for me, huh, after going through all of this, trying to be a union 
Stuart for my coworkers, getting the union up and running. They fire me on the day I come back from LOA. So this is how much care and support that upper management had. My team members and I are still in major contact. I know exactly what's going on in that studio. My management team abandoned me. They abandoned the team. Um, and now it's like they're out to destroy it deliberately just to keep us from growing this. The reality is, Lurie and I are Gen Xers and you know what? We're here for the fight <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you understand that. We are here for the it fight is. now. Um, the reality is this has to change. And if I can't change it for myself, mm, I want to be a part of changing it for everybody else. Um, yeah. So yeah, now, now I'm mad. I'm, uh, I was hurt. I mean, let's see if I go this way. You know, I've got awards behind me because, you know, they thought so much of me um, only to say, oh, wait a minute. You want to protect everybody? Oh, well, no, you're no good no more. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I will say when I was at Elements, we were having, our studio was great too. All the, all the therapists mm -hmm. that work with us were amazing. And um, I got access because I was a lead to some of the conversations that were happening behind the scenes on uh, the managers and owners, social media. And there was at one point I saw one of the managers was just blasting his employees for not doing the side work. You know, they weren't mopping the floors. They weren't filling the lotion bottles. They weren't stocking the rooms. They weren't doing all these things. And he's like, how am I supposed to get my employees to do that? My response to him was, well, you should probably pay them. And then maybe they will. Well, I got in a big trouble for that. My owner was like, don't ever say anything like that to get, like, she took me out to lunch and I was just like, well, it's true. If, if they paid them, then they would do it. Like, otherwise, don't expect it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And they were pretty pissed at me for even saying that <laughs> or even alluding to the fact that these therapists should be paid. You know, he's like, I don't have a pool of money. I'm like, you don't need a pool of money to just pay workers an hourly wage. Correct. They are supposed mm -hmm. to have it anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. It um, is the law. It is yes. the law. If you're working for someone, you get paid. It is. It is. And that was like my first little, you know, hang up there. They gave me a, an awards too. I got like therapist of the year and all this crap at work. Mm -hmm. And they were yep, like, oh, yep, we're, yep. we're going to do, we're going to do like a big celebration for you. And we're going to do this. And then it just, after that whole thing, it just sort of like fell through the cracks and they didn't do mm -hmm. it. And I was like, well, that was really disappointing. Like you mm -hmm. guys said yep. you were yep. going to do this for me, but then you didn't. Um, mm -hmm. And then it eventually got to the point where I was just like, I'm done. I, I'm yep. not. I, yep. I just don't agree. Like when I talked to them about why I left in my exit interview, <laughs> I mm -hmm. was like, well, we just don't agree on how business should be done. And mm -hmm. that's, that's really it, you know? So. Yeah. With our stuff, it came down to not only our franchisee though, but the overseas corporation um we dug a little deeper we got information right off of their own training websites on how they were inappropriately telling management have your mts come in 20 minutes early it's all right they need to set up but that is unpaid time but when you look mm -hmm. at the same sheet for the wmas up front the first thing it says is make sure you clock in yeah. When um, when we reopened after COVID and Elements put forth a blanket 15 minute break in between mm -hmm. each session for cleaning purposes, which was a great idea. And I spoke directly with the um, corporate director who was overseeing that rollout. And I said, are we going to get paid for this? And I was told, no, this is considered part of the session. It is considered part of your job and upkeep. You will only get paid for the session. And that 15 minutes will be off the clock work because you're not really doing anywhere, anything anyway. It's the, it's the chemicals that's doing the work. It's not the therapist that's doing the work. Yeah. And that was the rationale that they used to not pay us for that 15 minute segment after every single session that we did in a shift. Hmm. So did you guys ever file claims on these unpaid wages? Yes, 
we um we yes, went we to department. <laughs> I'm the research hound. Good. <laughs> I play on computers. I, mm -hmm. I go digging. Um, so I went through and did a rough guesstimate on how much um, unpaid wage was due each of us for um, coming in 15 minutes ahead of schedule to set up um, uh, the rooms before our first client and also for the 15 minute cleaning segment after each session. Um, so it was just kind of a go, just going through the past schedules, doing a rough approximation. And I went to everyone and said, hey, this is potentially what we should have earned over the past two years. Because in Colorado, Department of Labor can um, try to recoup lost wages for up to two years time period and for less than $7,500. So for those of us who qualified within those parameters, um, filing a report with Department of Labor was the, was the best thing for us to do. So I filed, I helped my coworkers who were interested file. Um, I helped them tabulate how much they, um, they, they could file for. And uh, we're still waiting because unfortunately Department of Labor is incredibly backlogged, but mm -hmm. I do check in occasionally and, and see how, how we're coming along in queue. Um, but uh, yes, we absolutely started with Department of Labor and filed there. And, yes. um, and understand so, that was our first real union step. Mm -hmm. We had 10 MTs at that time. I believe eight of us filed. Mm -hmm. Good. Yep. So that was a big hit right away. And we included the corporate office. We included, um, there's a couple of us that included the corporate office because we had actually worked under them as well for a part of that. Um, and again, pulled in their training, what they're telling their franchise owners um, on how to treat us and, and their own, you know, training for us on what's expected. Um, so that was quite fun just to add that. Now we get to take all that to the national board with, you know, being unionized now. I mean, we won our vote and we won our vote unanimously. Mm -hmm. um, so that's huge. Yeah, they're they're tearing it down. They're trying to tear it down behind the <laughs> scenes, but it's documented now. And, you know, we have cases now um, and complaints with the National Labor Board because of all this. Yep. Um, so we're already making changes, yep. already Colorado, making changes. Yeah. Colorado recognizes something called joint employment. If you can show that two entities have control over your employment and payroll, um, then if there is a concern about pay discrepancy or compensation, then both parties can be held accountable and responsible for that discrepancy. Um, because of um, the actions that corporate had done to curtail some of the benefits, at least according to report, to curtail some of the benefits that we were promised and had requested, um, we feel like we have a reasonable show that the corporate level had an active control over our employment and our pay, and which would qualify as joint employment. Mm -hmm. um, the National Labor Board is, has proposed some new rules that will actually significantly increase the definition of joint employment. So mm -hmm. a lot of the franchise organizations now, um, I know Massage Envy offers training to their uh, employees. Hand and Stone has a um, training program, has a, an um, internal training program. Mm -hmm. yeah. If a corporate level offers training that all employees are expected to, um, to use, and all franchisers are expected to use for their employees, that is going to qualify them for joint employment if these new NLRB rules go forward, which will which, the, which the franchisers should be excited about because once all these unpaid labor um, uh, claims come forward, now the higher ups, the, the corporate levels are going to help, you know, cover some of that financial burden. So it's not just gonna be on the franchisers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really do hope to see that happen. Um, mm -hmm. I know that I was a I was a manager at a handed stone location and, you know, being so involved at elements like I know that there are reasons that they should be termed joint employers benefits to that level of interconnectedness because it does help ensure a more unified experience. 
And I was, I was very, very excited when Elements opened up their um, membership program to other locations. So if, if I, I see, saw a lot of business people who would go on business trips to Dallas or wherever, and I was very excited when I could tell them, hey, Joanne, just letting you know when you go on your trip to, to Houston next, um, next month, if you're needing a massage, your membership benefits will carry over to another Elements over there so you can continue mm-hmm. to take care of yourself even though you're not on my table. I mean, that benefits like that are, are awesome. And there's a lot of positive opportunities for working with the franchise, but the pay benefits have to be there as well. The, um, the benefits package benefits have to be there as well. You still have to take care of the people who are making your final product, which is a massage experience. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And that's the biggest point of all this. They are so focused on the dollar amount that they are making, not only for their corporate level, but for their franchise owners, that they forget to take care of the people that are their product, that are doing their standards, that are helping them grow. They forget that. Mm-hmm. I heard, I don't know how many times in my first couple of years, MTs are replaceable. There are a dime a dozen. Somebody mm-hmm. would walk out for whatever reason. I, don't worry, we'll hire somebody else. Okay, I can tell you in our last 18 months, we had a phenomenal GM. Our ownership decided for whatever reason, she was no longer phenomenal and did the worst firing ever. Middle of the day, staff, their clients, their cause to scene. It was horrible. Wow. Mm-hmm. In that 18-month period after that, we were at 18 MTs at that point. We lost eight. Eight within, I think, two months. They just couldn't take. Disaster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Due to management, poor decision and poor management. Absolutely. Lori and I buckled down. We held the rest of our team together. We told them, stick with us. We got this. We went through, as of the day I was terminated, six GMs in 18 months. Six. It Who do you think team. was holding that studio together? It was Lori and myself and the WMAs we trusted up front. Not the management team. Oh my goodness, six. Yeah. That's a lot. I know uh, when I was at when I was there, we had gone through two or three. Three. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was the original one. She left and then got a new one. And then we got another one. And then the original one came back. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah but- total nightmare as far as like, there's so much turnover uh, at the front desk and at the assistant and the management level. It's ridiculous. I don't. Oh, absolutely. I feel like at Elements, it's easier than than the other franchises. Like it's easier there than it is at like Hand and Stone or or mm-hmm. uh, Massage Envy because you don't have all of the spa services and everything mm-hmm. too that they do. And you know the different ways that they pay, like the different pay right. structures, make it kind of difficult too as a manager to deal with. But like Elements seems so much more straightforward when it comes mm-hmm. to the management aspect. But if you don't have good owners, like it's it sucks. It, really it does. Hard. It's really hard. And, and the management style makes a difference. This particular owner has a really good talk. Mm-hmm. He he knows the talk. He's got the, the talk down. He's very it's charming. Follow through that is a real issue. Um, and that's all we really wanted. If he really would have just stuck with the follow through, if he'd have been honest and listened um we wouldn't be where we're at now um but that's part of the training that he got too it's part of the philosophy of how it's set up mm-hmm. it's very do it our way um and we don't care because you're replaceable yeah you know since since we went down to 10 i think in studio now they've got four mts working how are you running a studio with four MTs? And the new manager they got had ran down another studio, had it down to two MTs before they gave her our studio as well. Oh my, oh my goodness. She's got a great track record, right? This is now a, a multi-unit manager. She's got 
three studios that are failing. And this is great management. And it, it really speaks to the team that we had before all this happened because we, before Crystal and I were, were both let go, in one of our big bragging points in our studio about our team was that when we, this was when we were down to a team of 10, but amongst that team of 10 people, we had 30 years of experience in that building, not just 30 right. years of massage therapy experience, but 30 years of people that had devoted to that specific studio. Correct. And so that's particularly when massage therapists have an average of a two to three lifespan for their career that we yeah. had 30 years of within between 10 people Correct. in one building that really speaks to how dedicated our crew was and how supported we had been feeling. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. One thing I think the elements always did really well and you know, they probably still do is they give you that family like feel you know, they give you yeah. that like, oh, we're great friends. We're family. Right. But at the same time, I think you even said on your Twitter, like, you're not my family. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some people don't even like their family. I'm like, don't say that we're family. Thank mm. you. Family. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know. I just but that's one thing I think that they always did really well. The atmosphere with the teams, especially, you know, the massage team was always just really fun and exciting. And we had a good time at work, you know, even though there were issues. Yeah, there is some incredible potential in every single um, element studio. And I am very happy to open that, you know, example to other studios as well. I just, I just haven't worked with Massage Envy or Hand and Sonar and the others, but if you let the therapists do what they need to do, and if you let the WMAs do what they need to do, amazing things can happen. Yeah. I mean, they, it really, for the, for the studios where that, where they do have that synergy yeah, they don't have to unionize because they're, they're taking care of each other. They've got mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. when that synergy is removed or even becomes antagonistic, uh -huh. then yeah, that's when the team needs to consolidate and unionize. And like you said earlier in the interview, yeah, sure, we could, I could quit and go someplace else. Well, I could, I got fired and go someplace else. Uh, you know, yeah, because because both Crystal and I, their highest earning, most in demand, both of us were booked out till the end of the year. We both got terminated within the same week. Uh -huh. So did you guys. Did you guys specifically get terminated for union organizing? Hmm. We at were terminated will. for at will because Colorado is an at will state. So we were simply told, yeah, we just don't want you here anymore. Despite the fact that we were actively searching for other um, therapists, mm -hmm. both Crystal and I were master level therapists, which means we were more expensive, which means we were generating more income for the studio. Um, we had no complaints, no disciplinary actions, no, no rule infractions, no indication that there was any issue, but they knew that we had filed reports with Department of Labor and they knew that we were unionizing. And so that's really the only thing we can reasonably point to for why we were terminated. Right. So let's talk about how illegal it is to fire people for union organizing. <laughs> Very. Even in an Just a little state, illegal. there are protected activities. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you cannot fire someone for filing a report with a government organization. You cannot fire them for organizing a union. You cannot fire them for discussing pay and working conditions with their coworkers. Mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff is protected. All of that mm -hmm. stuff is stuff that we need to be able to do in order to protect ourselves, in order to make sure that our benefit is being looked after. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a question about that too. So I know like it's like they fired people at Starbucks for union organizing and then they offer them their jobs back after everything goes because the firing is illegal. So right. if you guys were to be offered your jobs back, would you take them? <laughs> yeah. I love my team. I, I would. Um, I'm not sure how long I could commit to them because my feelings are still a little hurt. Um, but if it means that I get to go in there and play for another six months or a year and set it up better, yeah, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Um, I also know that they may choose to try and buy us off, not welcome us back. Um, 
I believe we are a huge ego punch right now to that owner. Um, he's going to think long and hard about whether he wants us back. Either way, we still get to participate in the negotiations. Either way, we're going to help the team that is still there be better. Either yeah, way, we're helping everybody be better. Did, did you guys get to vote like did your votes count yes they did uh, well we did get to vote um unfortunately because we were technically no longer employed our votes were set aside but they wound up not being needed because all of the other votes were unanimously yes correct okay. so, so when you guys that's, did and this i'm i'm sorry but when you guys did this i'm, I'm just trying to get all the specifics here mm -hmm. so is it just the massage therapist within the studio that forms the union? So you're kind of like a right. micro union. So let's talk about that. Like, what is that? And what does that mean? Micro union makes our job as organizers so much easier, but it does make things a lot more challenging for the business owners, um, particularly for like our franchise owner who owns multiple studios. Um, so it makes it nice because we don't have to unionize all massage therapists. We only have to unionize the ones that are in our business entity. Mm -hmm. um, so because most, most massage therapists um, have their own business. And so when you're your own boss, unionization isn't, ne isn't needed. So an all encompassing nationwide massage therapy union is going to be more challenging because a smaller segment of the, um, target employees are even going to, it would even be relevant for it. Right. Um, but within a studio, within an individual studio, an individual shop, um, a micro union can become a very powerful bargaining unit. Um, right. Because we do know each other, we can talk to each other, we can, you know, support each other's strengths um, and work together much more cohesively than people who are across town or are in another location that we never have contact with. Um, the challenges for the owners is that if they have multiple units that have organized, then they have to have one negotiation with Studio A, then they have to have another organization uh, negotiation with Studio B, and then another uh, negotiation with Studio C. And so it can become very challenging for the owner, but, mm -hmm. and so the owner gets to decide what's more challenging, actually taking care of their employees properly or dealing with all the unions, because that's really what a union comes down to. A union is a last ditch effort when that employer employee trust has been completely broken. If you have a good relationship with your team and a positive supportive environment, it's less necessary. And I've actually, since I, since this has started and I've had people reaching out to me, I've actually had a couple of business owners reach out to me and say, Hey, how did you guys do this? Because I want my team unionized. I want them to be protected. I want them to have a formal structure where they can feel most comfortable and most safe bringing their concerns to me. So it's kind of nice that there's the business side as well, seeing how that formal communication structure of a union can benefit them as well. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, you guys had gotten involved with UFCW. Is that right? Is okay. that who helped you do it? So, all right, yes. well, let's talk about UFCW, kind of like what the benefits are. How did they get involved? And then mm -hmm. what did they do to sort of help you get this done? Yep. So I had, so when we said, okay, we're doing this team, we had two people on our team who already had contacts within the unions. Uh, one of our team members, uh, both their parents were, for, were union members um, through the grocery associations. And so mm -hmm. she was our contact to UFCW. Um, another one of our team members had a client who worked with CWA. Okay. And so I reached out to them also. Both of their organizations are excellent. Um, there's, I've since talked with other people who have worked with SEIU and they're also a really good organization. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. Um, so for anyone who's looking at doing this, um, do some investigation, see who is in your area, talk with all of them. I mean, and you have a chat with them. There's no commitment to, to a phone call. 
And then if you find someone who you really resonate with or someone who you think has a better grasp of what your specific situations are, then go with them. Because I mean, it's, it's hard to go wrong. They're all really supportive and really good. Um, and uh, we just, because after the conversations I had and bringing my research back to the team, we as a team decided that UFCW would have the most oomph because they've got, you know, and they've got such a really strong negotiators and um, they were, they seem to be in a better position to help us accomplish our goals. But the CWA guy was also super nice and very helpful. And um, we, it was nice to have two good options to choose from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did they have like um, individual meetings with you guys and kind of talk to you about the organizing process and how everything was going to work. Yep. So we had our first meeting with um, UFC doubles uh, organizers. We got to meet with two of them. Um, one of the supervisory organizers and then one of the kind of front level organizers. And she's the one who stuck with us through this entire process. And so they explained what was going on. Um, in order to file with the National Labor Board, you have to have at least 30% of your team to sign a labor intention card. Um, we hit that right off the bat because we already had most people saying, yes, let's do this. Um, once you've signed your cards, um, and signing the cards is actually a really, really important step because mm-hmm. once you've signed your card, you are under the protection of the union organization. Correct. And Crystal and I both had our cards signed before we got terminated. And so as soon as we got our terminations, we called the, we called our union rep, Hey, guess what? We just got wrongfully terminated. And, um, they, before the end of the day, their legal team was already preparing our wrongful termination case with national labor board. Mm-hmm. And that is their access to their legal team is part of union membership. That's part of what your dues will pay for. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so having that protection right off the bat was incredible and awesome. And uh, that's one of the biggest things that you'll have in your corner because most therapists don't have as much money as the franchiser does for legal (laughs) fees, much less the corporate organization. Correct. So that's where our where the, the the unionizing becomes the strength. It gives us a chance to kind of have a more par negotiation. Mm-hmm. So once union um, our union cards are signed and the union request mm-hmm. is sent in through National Labor Board, uh, then we uh, then kind of the the waiting then the campaigns begin. Um, that, that's when. Uh, most often corporations will start having the, uh, the mandatory meetings where they tell you, oh, unions are so bad. You're breaking our heart. We're family here. And then they start doing all those spiels and uh, trying to convince people to vote no union. That's also when the people who your, your core group of organizers are talking with your team and finding out when we get, an, when we get a, a union, what changes do we want to see here? What, what can we accomplish for ourselves to make our workplace a stronger and more productive workplace? Um, then after a certain amount of time, then there's the union vote. Um, ballots are cast either through the mail or sometimes they will have an actual physical ballot box at a convenient location where people can put their ballots in. When the labor board does the voting count, you need to have 50% plus one yes votes in order to be recognized as a union. Once the union is recognized, then the negotiations begin. And that's when you want to have a night, a clear idea of what you're going to ask for. Are you going to ask for better pay? Are you going to ask for more schedule flexibility? Are you going to ask for higher safety standards? What do you need to do your job that the management team is not providing for you. And once that negotiation begins, then at the end, there is hopefully a contract that both sides are satisfied with. And boom, you're a union shop. Awesome. And we've done done up to our first meeting. We'll have that soon. And again, all we did was sign cards. We've not put any money into this. We've not Mm -hmm. done anything but ask for help and sign cards. Now, Lori and I have done affidavits too with the National Labor Board over our wrongful termination and some of the stuff leading up to that. But yeah, no, 
they're taking care of us to take care of us. This is an amazing thing for us. I mean, otherwise, Lori and I would have had to walk away, you know, a couple months ago going, oh, hell, now what? Um, mm -hmm. But now we still get to participate in not only carrying this through to, to fruition, but I am so ready to spread the word. Um, again, I, I'm still a little angry. <laughs> I got hurt over, you know, this is my team. This is my studio. I take great pride in my team and my studio. Um, you know, I, I, I set it on a daily basis. I had the best MTs in town. Um, and, and I'd say that anyway, I put my MTs up against anybody's. Um, I'm hurt that they're struggling and I'm not there with them. So I have to keep fighting in the background, not only for them, but for every other MT that's going to face this if we can't change it. Yeah, and I love that. Crystal's, Crystal's point is the real crux of it. If we just you know, said, okay, forget it and just worked another studio, that might help us, but it's not going to help our team. It's not going to help our clients. It's not going to help our industry. And yep. it's the industry that needs to change. And this is where we started by standing our ground. Yep. I absolutely agree with you. And I, I mean, I love that you guys just you got mad and you took action. That's my favorite. <laughs> Cause that's what I did too. <laughs> you know, that's what we need to do. Um, I mean, there are so many things that happen to us in the course of this business, doing massage therapy, so much bullshit that we have to mm -hmm. go through. And it's not mm -hmm. just from our, you know, the people that we work with or our clients or our employers, there's so many other things that we right. have to deal with in our industry that if we don't start to at least start taking some action to take steps to change it, it's just going to be shit forever. Correct. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. they have been trying to change some of this stuff for like 40 years. I mean, I've talked to some long time massage therapists, people super high up in this industry. And it's just like, I've been saying the same thing for 40 years. I'm like, we need to stop doing that. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to stop saying the same thing for 40 years and actually take action that will make the changes that we actually need to make in our industry. Period. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. We provide healing safe places. This should not be an industry where those providing these healing safe places are tormented, made to be belittled, not respected, not paid for their time and education. These things are not okay. Nope. No. No. And now I'm mad. So yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not okay. And they never have been okay. You know, I was even saying like, uh, you know, with the franchises, it's like they always want to get that new student coming out of school. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm realizing is like, you know, millennials are some of the most educated generations in the entire country. When that person comes into massage therapy as a second career because they're tired of their corporate job, they probably have a degree. They're probably highly educated. These people do not want to mess around with an employer who's just going to be like, like treating them like this is their first job, right? right. They don't have time for that you know, and it's not their first rodeo either. And they're probably smarter than some of the people that are opening up these franchises. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot smarter than a lot of the managers, because those managers are only trained to deal with the numbers aspect. That's not yes. what the massage business is about. No. The massage business is about taking care of the human aspect. Yeah, that's where the that's where the disconnect becomes between front and back. It's not a numbers game, but all these franchise owners, they're buying into the numbers game and they've got to remember, this is a human issue, not a numbers game. Take care yes. of the yep. humans that are taking care of your humans. We'll be good. Yep. Exactly. And a lot of the franchise owners, they're not massage therapists themselves. Some nope. of them are. And when they are, their locations are incredibly successful because the, the owner gets it. They know what the therapist needs to accomplish the goals for clients. But if they're just an, an MBA holder or an accountant or, you know, someone who's buddy, oh, I, I own a, you know, a CRISPR's massage and I'm making, you know, $10,000 a week off that place, then they don't care about the massage. They don't care about the wellness or the healthcare uh, benefits. They just, they're looking at it as a business investment that they expect a return on. 
and a, an adventure opportunity. They're not looking at their product. They're just looking at prop, the potential for profit. So they're looking at, hey, why are we paying all this money for, why are we paying $30 for a gallon of grapeseed oil when I can pay $75 for a seven gallon, for a, a five gallon um, bucket? And that's cheaper, right? Except that grapeseed oil goes bad and goes rancid. Mm -hmm. And then you can't use it. Unless, right. you know, a client, unless their uh, um, therapists are instructed to continue to use the rancid grapeseed oil, which is a health hazard, but mm -hmm. the CPA franchise owner may not get that. Correct. Right. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, and some of those franchises just use like cheap products, cheap mm -hmm. products, and they just do that to keep the cost down. You know, and they give you these little teeny tiny measuring cups for things, you know, where you don't even have enough to like complete your service. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. pulling tooth and nails to get something in to take care of a, of a MT so that they can do their job. Um, mm -hmm. it, yeah. And, you know, COVID, we may be an endemic now, um, but it's still very scary. And when you're locked in a, you know, 10 by 8, 10 by 10 room, you know, six inches away from somebody because, you know, you got to touch them as your job. You should know that your room's clean, your your equipment's clean, everything's been sanitized. And that should have been the, that should have been the standard before COVID. But now during this endemic and the things that are still out there, cleaning has to be a priority for the client safety and the MT safety. For them to go back to older standards and think that that's acceptable now, that's heartbreaking. How much risk do we need to put ourselves in to make a buck? The cleaning standards that they came out with are good cleaning standards. And mm -hmm. I would like to see that continued. I would like to see right. the continue with the 15 minutes between each session for, and, and even in their own um, um, uh, information slides, they say the 15 minute break is for cleaning and to ensure a thorough outtake conversation with the clients. Meaning right. we want you to do these pec stretches in the doorways to open up your chest. That's the stuff that we're expected to do for all our people because they need and they deserve that. Mm -hmm. um, and I want that 15, I would love to see that 15 minute segment kept in there to ensure full cleaning and to ensure a, a reasonable, a good conversation with your clients, but get paid for it. Correct. It's not freebie. Still working for the company. We are still taking care of that client. We deserve to be mm -hmm. taken care of as well. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. So one more question I have for you. So you guys have mentioned on your Twitter about having a, a union buster had come in. <laughs> so tell me that story. I'm really curious to hear about that. So I, you know, when once things start to get going with the union, the company is notified. Right. So as soon as they get notified, they generally will start whatever that happens to be as far as trying to bust up this union and make it not happen. So tell me about that. How did that work? Well, I, I got a heads up um, from one of the other MTs that, hey, you know, there's a mandatory meeting being called. And this is after Lori and I had already been terminated. I'm like, OK, well, I bet this is this is union related. They, they've gotten noticed by now. Sure enough. Um, I think they got everybody that was still employed to come in. They even made one of the MTs that was home ill come in because it was so important. Um, anyway, we're not sure whether the owner hired him or if he was actually given to him through franchise, but supposedly they bought in a very um, elderly union buster from way back in the day whose favorite line was, I'm not here to lie to you. I'm not here to lie to you. The union's not going to do this. The union's not going to do that. I'm not here to lie to you. They're going to take all your money. They're going to do this. Um, it really was upsetting to most of the MTs. In our favor, it turned a couple of the guys our way, though. Yeah, really? I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful for it because after having to sit through that mandatory crap of I'm not here to <laughs> lie to you, which was exactly what he was there to do. Um, yeah. yeah, the guys were a little more willing to um, come on board. Um, so I'm kind of grateful. I'm sad they had to sit through it. 
but yeah, it worked in our in our favor. Yeah, a wow. few people who were still kind of on the fence about whether or not they wanted to to vote yes. After that meeting, they decided, yeah, I'm going to vote. Yeah, we're in. I'm going to vote. <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of things are you guys going to ask for from your studio? Like, what what do they what do the therapists want to make things better? There's a few um, things. Well, we can... Lori's been working on a list for months now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to equalize some pay for things. Um, you know, in our studio, we had a range for a while from $18, which was just infuriating to me that we're paying an MT, a licensed person, $18, while our front desk was making $15. That was, mm. anyway, we had a range from about $18 um, to $34. That's not okay. Um, especially not considering some of those had been there for consistent amount of time and had been doing consistent things. Um, so doing some, some equaling, not to mention keeping us safe. Um, the equipment, the tools we need to do our job, the building, you know, let's just talk basic air conditioning and heating units that work appropriately. Um, so we're not asking for gold medals. We're not asking for anything other than any other employee at any other major business would expect to have. Um, you know, we do have, I think we're up to three pages now, <laughs> yeah. but most of them are little things that we shouldn't have to ask for that should already be common knowledge that we mm -hmm. feel we have to ask for because obviously it's not common knowledge. Right. Or you and I don't go into your details. <laughs> so some of the some of the demands are things that are already Colorado labor and payroll law stuff. You know that we get paid for our entire shift, not just the time that we're spent that we spend actively working. Um, we are we so pay is definitely a a, a chunk. We also have a section on um, safety. Uh, uh, personal safety, cleaning, keeping the rooms clean, keeping the equipment in um, uh, good condition. Um, we have a section on uh, career advancement. Um, so that uh, that 18 to 34 um, is a little bit of a is a little bit skewed because the people who were making 34, um, $10 of that was the master level surcharge. So Elements charges more to see an elite therapist or a master therapist. And the therapist gets a percentage of that surcharge for additional experience, additional education, um, additional training. Um, so we bring additional value to make that additional cost valid and viable. Um, so the person who was making 34 was actually making 24 because $10 was their master surcharge. And okay. pay was 24, but because we were a master, we got $10 additional, which okay. brought our salary up to 34. Right. But the if, if we were still a regular employee, we would, or a regular therapist, we would be at a $24 um, okay. pay mark. Yep. But understand that was a whole nother cop out and stealing from the MTs. They're telling <laughs> clients, Hey, this is a master therapist. They're worth you paying another $20. And the clients are agreeing going, yes, Lori takes care of me every time. I will happily pay that extra $20 for the company to steal half. We made an extra 10 while the company took that other 10. Now, granted, our owner gave us 50-50. Corporate said it should be 60-40 their favor. For again, highlighting our expertise, highlighting our able, our capability of being booked. So again, stealing from them MTs just so they can make another buck. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, yep. We've had a lot of adventures. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. I can't. I. I kind of can't imagine because I feel and, like I've been there. And part of it is because Elements Corporate is in Denver with us. And so we have access to the corporate level people. We have act we had access to um, Adam and um, Eric and Chris and uh, a bunch of and a bunch of other people. 
Um, and so we were able to, to be in some of these, these conversations when this program was being developed and being brought and being put together. And the philosophy behind the um, elite and master program was supposed to give um, franchise massage therapists an opportunity to have career advancement without having to leave the studio and start their own business. Mm -hmm. So, because again, there are some really nice benefits that can, that can come to a therapist for working in a, in a franchise operation, if it is very, if it is a very supportive and positive environment. And you get to the point where you kind of hit, if you're just in a regular franchise situation, you kind of hit that wage ceiling where you, that you, they're, they're not willing to budge on, on, um, pay anymore. So we helped create a sphere where they could offer a therapist who has continued their education, who has continued their experience, offer that therapist a higher wage, a higher um, uh, sphere of effect in their studio that previously the only way they could have had access to that additional um, income and, uh, and control was from starting their own business. Right. So in theory, this was supposed to be a way of preserving our good therapists, to keeping them in-house, to keeping them in a place where they can nurture the next generation of therapists and mm -hmm. give them a, we, we refer to it as our garden, a place where we could grow, a place where we could, we could expand and, and flourish um, generationally, not just I'm here for two years and then I'm out. Mm -hmm. That's what we were trying to, to prevent against. Yeah. And I think that a union can do that. There's a lot of longevity that you can, that can be contributed to an organization when their staff is unionized, that they're not going to see otherwise, you know, and it, it costs so much money to have so much turnover at your uh -huh. location when you're constantly trying to replace people. And now we're in a labor crunch and you can't find anybody. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, there are advantages to a business for having a union inside that they wouldn't have otherwise. But I think a lot of them are just, they're scared about it and they don't understand. And there's a lot of the old rules. That's just what it is. This is old business policies. This is old patriarchal business policies that have been in place for decades now. They're outdated, they're illegal, and they need to be changed, but it needs to start on that corporate level. The only way we're going to be able to do that for the massage industry is with these micro unions on a studio by studio level, just like we've seen happening with Starbucks and some of these other companies where it's the micro unions getting together and forcing the corporation overheads to go, okay, well, maybe we need to rethink this. It's mm -hmm. time for all of that. It's mm -hmm. time for all of that. So, um, you know, I'm excited to have Lori on my team because I know we're going to have the information correctly and we're going to stand up and fight. And like I said, as a Gen Xer, I'm just pissed. I, I, I'm tired <laughs> of having to be, you know, taken advantage of. I'm tired of watching other people in my industry be taken advantage of. Um, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. And if I can help set the path to make this easier. Yeah. Game on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So um, would you guys be available if, uh, if a studio, another element studio or some other massage studio wants to do it? Are you guys available to talk to, to, to help? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> how can people find you? Tell me how, like, what's the best way to find you guys online? Right now, Lori has a sec I think we're on all, all of the feeds. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's probably the best way to get a hold of her. Um, I am kind of laying a little lower right now, but absolutely, if you can get a hold of Lori, um, she will rope me in and I will show up too. Okay, so you're you're empty union on Twitter, right? And then are you guys, are you on Facebook? Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook, yes, uh, it's franchise, but then the nickname is Empty Union. Um, if you do a search on hashtag Massage Union on um, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, or TikTok, I should we should show up. Okay. So I think on TikTok and Instagram, it's uh, Massage Union. I believe that's the uh the tag we've got on those uh, platforms 
Perfect. All right. But uh, Twitter has definitely been the more the more active of them. So, and that's when we've gotten yeah. a lot of people reaching out for information, people who want to unionize, um, both uh, therapists and also um, a couple of uh, um, owners. business owners who want a more positive and equitable from the get go um, situation for their teams. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Because that's what we need. We need Correct. it. Correct. And we can right. do it. it yeah, we can is, do it. Like yeah, you guys yeah, proved that we can do work. it. Yeah. It's it's some work and it's a little bit scary. I mean, I'm going to validate everyone who's going, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that because it's so risky and there's so much that, that could happen. And, and I don't know, it's so new. And yes, it is new, but it is worth it and it can be done. And Correct. the fact that you are feeling fear of moving forward and making this happen is kind of part of the problem. The fact that you don't feel safe, the fact that you don't feel supported or protected, that's what unions can bring you. That's the safety that unions can give you so that you feel secure and you feel comfortable and you feel like you have a place that has value in your workplace. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, UFCW, one of the things that I thought was awesome about them, like they have these union plus benefits. Like, I don't know if oh you guys gosh. have seen that, but union like plus is incredible. Union plus is amazing. Like you can get free college education for yourself and your entire mm-hmm. family through these union benefits. There was so much that you could get through there. Do you guys know, like have any more things you can get through that? Cause that's mm-hmm. the one I remember that really stuck out for me. I was like, wow, this is a great one of the nice things that they offer is um, supplemental health insurance. That's one of the things that we've been pushing for is trying to have health benefits for our, for our team and for our people. I mean, we've got people with you know, immuno um, issues like um, uh, fibromyalgia or Hashimoto's or, and all kinds of stuff. And that stuff gets expensive. I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah. And that's, fortunately, my husband had really good insurance, but if I had been on my own, if I'd been a single mom going through that, I would have been screwed. You know, it would have been been horrifying, but, um, UFCW does offer, um, health insurance as well. Um, so if, if you have health insurance from your organization, awesome. Um, and they, and if health insurance is something that you want your employer to, to offer, that is something that they can help negotiate for you. But even beyond that, they also have additional health insurance. And since they cover the Kaiser nurses, um, association, they have Kaiser insurance available at a really good rate as well. So there's benefits there. Um, they've got lots of education benefits. I signed up for their language classes because we're looking at going to Italy eventually. And so I'm taking Italian online. Um, they have discounts on sporting, on sports event tickets, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really broad, very encompassing. And I mean, you look through their list and it's like, oh my gosh, that thing too. So it's, it's hard to you know, rattle down the entire list of what's available just because there is so much there. Yeah, they're really good. Um, as far as union go, unions go, I would recommend UFCW too, hands down. They were the first one that I reached out to. Um, you know, they're one of the largest unions in the country, or maybe perhaps the largest union in the country. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when I started, when when I started the my whole journey into this, that they were the first place I called because they have a an office in Phoenix, and they were super helpful. But it was right during. COVID and all of the lockdowns and all of the madness. So unfortunately they were really worried about their grocery staff at the time. And, you know, they were the ones that got like the plexiglass shields put in for the grocery workers and all kinds of stuff. So they did a lot to help, but that's sort of like where everything I think was going at the time. But yeah, uh, UFCW is a really good union and one that I would definitely recommend. It was a unanimous vote. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a unanimous unanimous vote for our studio to go with them. Um, Again, we are a great team, and this has not been just two people trying to spearhead this. We've walked this through um, with our entire team from the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. It was our team that started it. Lori and I have paid some of the higher price for it, (laughs) um, but it was actually us as leads trying to hear our team and respond to that that started the whole labor board filing that started all the union talk 
all of it came from the therapist. Um, and as good stewards and good team members and good leads, we kind of ran with it and, you know, are still trying very hard to protect our team and, and others. Yeah. That's amazing. You two are amazing. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad you did it. It's so exciting. Congratulations. It is on so many levels. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. All right, you two. Well, um, I'm going to let you go. It's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Um, and I will, I want to talk to you again. I want to find out how this goes later. You know what I mean? Like what happens after negotiations? Did you get what you wanted? You know, and all of that, just kind of like keep, you know, keep in touch and let's like follow the story out a little bit and see how it goes. That'd be Absolutely. awesome. We're excited for it. Oh, all um, right. Yeah, I'm also on uh, on Reddit. So if you go to the um, uh, uh, slash massage subreddit, uh, I've been kind of posting our journey in uh, the, in um, Reddit posts there as well. And again, okay. a search on massage union should uh, bring up my posts pretty quickly. And if anyone wants to reach out through me through that platform, also. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Lori, Crystal, great to meet you too. You're awesome. Keep doing. <laughs> The Lord's work. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the USO LMT Massage Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, signing off until next time.